0: the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service relayed via VK1 WIA.
1: Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 BB. This is WIA News for week commencing December 5, 2010. 490 to 510 kilohertz, no-go zone for ham radio. VK4 Sugar Sugar Silent Key. More on that last week's story of the five new satellites internet connected ham radio legal in zl humans may become wireless towers in the future and want to go halves in a pirate radio venture those stories all up and coming in this edition of news from the wireless institute of australia for week commencing december 5 2010 itu-r study group 5 meeting in geneva Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, attended the Study Group 5 of the International Telecommunications Union meeting in Geneva last month, representing you as a member of the Wireless Institute of Australia as part of an eight-person Australian delegation. Among the agenda items covered at the meeting was WRC 12 Agenda Item 1.23 allocation of about 15 kHz in parts of the band 415 to 525.6 kHz to the amateur service on a secondary basis. Preliminary indications are that an amateur frequency allocation is unlikely to be made in the range of 490 to 510 kHz and that another range of frequencies in the range of 415 to 490 kHz may be sought. During the meetings, a number of other other issues that may affect amateur radio operations were monitored. That was power line telecommunications. This topic is related to the broadband over power lines problem that amateurs have faced, and oceanography radar. Another potential problem as it uses parts of the HF spectrum to observe ocean conditions, ships, etc. This is the WIA National News. Now, this in from Jack VK3. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Recently
2: I received a fox hunting inquiry from a Norwegian television show called The Golden Goal. This show is part of the Rubicon TV network out of Oslo. They were looking for a fox hunt in VK2, so I sent their request onto a club in VK2. Some weeks later, the Norwegian contact asked how the hunt was going. I explained that there was no reply from VK2 and suggested again that VK3 was where most of the activity is. Shortly after, I received a message that read, We are now coming to Melbourne. Can you arrange an event for us to attend? I gave them some options and they suggested that the fox hunt on December the 10th suited them perfectly. Worried that this may be a bit of a prank, I had Bruce VK3TJN who was attending the World ARDF Championships in Croatia speak to one of the Norwegian team members who confirmed that The Golden Goal is a high-rating sports show. Over the last 20 years, we have had several occasions where television crews have attended our local fox hunts, so this is not a new thing for us. The Golden Goal are sending two presenters, two cameramen, a producer and a director quite an expensive exercise for our local fox hunt. Their intention for the event will be to have the two presenters and cameramen join two of the teams and compete against each other. We are not the only sports they are attending. I do know that they will attend a pre-season training session at the Melbourne AFL Football Club. And the day before arriving in Melbourne, they will be in VK4.
3: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Shepparton and surrounding districts, it can be heard on one forty-six decimal six five zero two meter repeater VK three RGV at seven thirty p.m. Sunday nights. I'm Kane VK three HKH.
4: This is Michael Owen VK three Ki. A number of WIA members have asked that we publish as soon as we could the details of the next WIA annual conference. That weekend in May, when we combine the AGM and Open Forum with other activities. On the 15th of September, we announced that Darwin would be the venue for 2011, and that the weekend would be Friday 27, Saturday 28, and Sunday 29 May. I said then that the board was much influenced by the fact that the venue was proposed by the Darwin Amateur Radio Club, well known for its success in hosting the CNET conference. Now, more than adequate details will be in the December amateur radio, and there is already information, including an online registration and booking form, on the WIA website. There is a link on the WIA homepage to the Darwin Pages. We have done a very good deal with the Travel Lodge Mirumbina Resort in Darwin for accommodation and for the meeting and for dinner on the Saturday. Details are on the website, including details of who to speak to at the Mirumbina to make an accommodation booking. So far as travel to Darwin is concerned, Jetstar is well worth investigating. You can book online now, and when I looked recently, it was less than $400 return from Melbourne. I am sure that this will be a fantastic weekend, and with the Darwin Amateur Radio Club as the host club, led by the wonderful Spud Murphy, a quiet and shy guy, and with some pretty exciting visits please register on the WIA website and book travel and accommodation just as soon as you can. That will certainly help us. We will acknowledge your registration by sending you a copy of the Essential Top End Holiday Guide so that you can work out what else you will do in the top end. And I can promise you a memorable weekend. Thanks, Michael. NEC and the University of Melbourne
1: have been awarded a $4 million grant from the Australian Research Council for research on future broadband wireless technologies. Gordon Gay, General Manager of NEC Australia's Mobile Global Development Group, said NEC is already developing devices for 4G and recognise the need to look even further afield to shape the standards and technology for 5G and beyond in response to the global appetite for mobile broadband. Citing the CSIRO's multi-million dollar fees from its Wi-Fi patents, Gay said, The intellectual property market is becoming more and more critical. We hope that by going early we'll come up with solutions and intellectual property that we both benefit from.
0: Not a sound to be heard. We pause and remember another silent key. VK4 Sugar Sugar Alan Shawsmith,
1: Victor Kilo 4 Sugar Sugar, author of Halcyon Days, has become Silent Key aged 93 years and one day. His funeral service was held last Monday and conducted by VK4BSH, the Reverend George Roberts. Rest in peace, old timer. Alan Smith, Victor Kilo for Sugar Sugar. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southern Queensland and northern New South Wales, the national news can be heard on the Brack 2-metre repeater network, in Warwick on 147.275, in Stanthorpe on 147.125, and in Tenterfield on 147.375. I'm Paul, VK2PT, from the Border Rangers Amateur Radio Club. Hams Across Australia, VK2. Gosford's Express Advocate are reporting on how one Kevin Mead and his partner have spent close on $100,000 over the past five years on what is probably the Central Coast's most extravagant Christmas lighting display. Hundreds of people make a point each year of checking out the display at Number no. 2 Plateau Road, North Gosford, with its synchronised music and moving exhibits and its thousands of lights and Christmas figures. Mr Reed says, 2005, we began displays with an FM radio transmitter broadcasting synchronised light and music shows, and that is continuing. VK4. The 11th of December, we have the Gold Coast break-up at 10am in the club rooms a BYO and please bring a plate to share. The Christmas break-up at the Gold Coast also will have all the fun of a fox hunt. And VK6. Early notice this, the Hills Amateur Radio Group will hold a swap meet on April 9 next year at their club rooms on Sanderson Road, Les Murty. Entry will be $5 and includes a drill prize and tables will be free but must be booked. That's not happening though until April 9. Put it in the diary now.
5: Are you a foundation licensee wanting to upgrade? Amateur Radio Victoria is holding another of its popular standard license bridging courses to be held in February. To enrol you need to have a foundation licence and make a commitment to attend on four Wednesday evenings plus a weekend. The training delivered by Kevin Luxford VK3DAP is structured to assist foundation licences increase their theory knowledge to the standard level. It also requires some self-study in between classroom nights. These bridging courses have been popular so early enrolment is recommended. Inquiries and enrolments are welcome. Contact details in the text edition of this broadcast. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3PV, and you're listening to VK1WIA.
0: Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1WIA.
3: I'm Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray, in Canberra. This is the International News, with thanks to the RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the AWRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Internet Connected Ham Radio Legal in ZL Some good news for hams in New Zealand. The Government Regulatory Agency has completed its review of the Internet Connect Ham Radio Systems, and has concluded that no changes are required to the current Amateur General User Radio Licence conditions to accommodate amateur radio modes such as APRS, IRLP, D-Link and the like. A word of congratulations to the 2004 Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year, Andrea Hartledge, KG4IUM this on her election as the AWRL Vice Director, Southeastern Division. Andrea was declared the winner after garnering 3,573 votes and ousting the incumbent, Jeff Beals, WA4AW. At age 21, Andrea is believed to be the youngest person ever elected this position in the AWRL political structure. She is currently studying at the Georgia Tech Aerospace Engineering with hopes of eventually joining the United States Astronaut Corps. The motion picture industry in California and a unit called the Modulus UHF Wireless Video Assist Device is in trouble. Several companies have been issued citations for the alleged illegal marketing of the Modulus Uncertified Radio Frequency Device. The Modulus is a wireless unit designed to transmit composite video in and retransmit it to a wireless video monitor and eliminate the need for hardwire coax cable between the two, a boon for the motion flick industry. The FCC has issued an official citation to Hobby Lobby International, this for marketing unauthorised radio frequency devices in the United States. The FCC said it found that they had been selling a product known as Jeti, duplex 2.4 gigahertz system for radio-controlled models. These units, built in the Czech Republic, had not been approved for sale in the United States. The FCC warned of substantial monetary penalties, seizure of equipment, and criminal sanctions. It also gave the company the usual 30 days to file a reply to the citation. The RSGB and Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, have reported on a UK man who has been sentenced at Hull Crown Court for causing deliberate interference to amateur radio users between June and November last year.
6: The defendant was also convicted of unlawfully using radio equipment without a license from Ofcom, which was installed in his van and driven round the region to interfere with legitimate users of the local amateur frequencies he was sentenced to four months' imprisonment, suspended for 18 months and a curfew between 7pm and 7am for three months via means of electronic tagging and forfeiture of his van and radio transmitters to Ofcom. Commenting on the sentence, Paul Mercer, head of enforcement at Ofcom, said there are around 900 amateur radio users in and around the Hull area who have been deliberately disrupted for more than four years, Ofcom is very pleased with this result, which will hopefully give these users some welcome relief, as well as sending a very strong signal to those that abuse the airwaves. This followed a dedicated investigation by Ofcom involving six enforcement officers working day and night to bring the culprit to court. Mr Sheldon, the court recorder, commended Ofcom for the quality of evidence that had been collated and the fine quality of file presented in court. The RSGB General Manager Peter Kirby, G0TWW, said RSGB volunteers cooperate closely with Ofcom in gathering evidence for this case. Conviction shows that deliberate interference will not be tolerated and can have serious consequences for the perpetrator. The Radio Amateurs Emergency Network, the UK's principal organisation of volunteers, providing radio communications in times of need and the Radio Society of Great Britain, RSGB, UK's National Society for Amateur Radio, are pleased to announce the signing of a formal agreement between the two organisations providing a framework to progress the closer working relationship between them. The network chairman, Cathy Clark, said, I'm delighted to sign this agreement which promises to bring our two organisations closer together for the benefit of our members and the service they provide to our many user services. RSGB President Dave Wilson said, I would like to thank all those who have been working behind the scenes on what was undoubtedly not an easy task to get us to the position we are in today. The signing of this agreement cements ongoing cooperation between the organisations. Joint working will continue to ensure the smooth implementation of the principles of cooperation described in the agreement.
7: The agreement, which had unanimous acceptance by both the RSGB board and the network's committee of management, was signed on Saturday, 20th November 2010 during the RSGB spectrum forum meeting in which all parties consider frequency planning and usage issues. A cluster of new ham radio satellites are now on orbit. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley has the latest on these new birds. Five new satellites are in orbit, four are of interest to ham radio, and one has already been heard. Take a listen. <laughs> that was RAX-1, as it was heard on 437-505 MHz as it flew over Hawaii on Saturday, November 20th at about 600 local time. The burst of static you hear between the band noise is the 9600 baud RAX-1 transmitter. But RAX was not alone when it was launched into space at 0124-UT on November 20th. The other four birds are Fast Track 1, Sarah Lilly, transmitting on 437-345 FM using the AX25 packet protocol at 1200 bits per second. Then there is Fast Track 2, Emma. Its 2-meter counterpart downlinking on 145825 MHz with the same mode and protocol as Fast Track 1. Next up is O-Oreos. It's at 437305 MHz. Last but by no means least is NanoSale D2 that transmits a half a second beacon every 5 seconds on 437275 MHz. All of these new birds were sent into orbit on the Monotar 4 launch vehicle from the Kodiak launch complex in Alaska. All of these satellites are in a 400 mile high circular orbit. And let's not forget, some of these new ham radio satellites have their own web pages. You can find links to each on this week's printed Amateur Radio Newsline report. These
8: stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline we on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA.
0: Across Australia
1: from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In northwestern Tasmania, it can be heard on VK7RMD, the Mount Duncan Repeater, on 146625 at 9 a.m. Sundays and 9 p.m. Tuesdays. I'm Winston, VK7EM.
8: Humans may become wireless towers in the future. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, with another from the weird and wonderful file. Now here's a development that will send shivers right down the spines of those fearful of wireless radiation. Researchers at Queen's University Belfast are looking to improve the reliability of modern wireless systems. They believe that humans could be turned into wireless towers to create what they call body-to-body networks. A five-year research project is investigating how small sensors carried by people could communicate with each other to create a ubiquitous wireless networking paradigm. This would provide enhanced bandwidth needed when too many people use their phone at the same time, help the service penetrate weak signal areas, and counteract dropouts that result from interference. In a rapidly developing science of body-centric communications, the new sensors carried by everyone with a mobile phone would interact with each other and wireless devices embedded in the local surroundings to transmit data, providing Anytime, anywhere, mobile network connectivity.
3: It's weird and it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA.
9: Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events in On Air Contest column dateline 2010 and 2011. The 1st of December is the ARRL 160m contest, taking place from Friday last the 3rd to today Sunday the 5th. It is a slightly unusual event in that the duration is 42 hours. There are categories for single op, QRP, low power, high power, and multi op. December 10, 2010, A.W.R.L. 10m Contest 0000 hours UTC through Sunday evening, December 12th at 23.59 hours UTC. January 15 and 16, W.I.A. Summer VHF UHF Field Day it includes microwave challenge with special certificates to be awarded to participants on microwave bands. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. A SIRTA activation has been taking place 3 to 5 December from the island of Rhodes. Using the call sign J45V, CW and SSV on as many bands as possible. The soda reference is SV Stroke AG055. Dieter is working as ZD9T from Tristan de Kuna until the 8th of December. QSL via his home call DJ2EH. In celebration of the 50th anniversary of the independence of the Democratic Republic of Congo. A team of mostly Belgians and one Dutch are active as 9Q50ON from the DRC from the 3rd to the 12th of December. All band CW and SSB. QSL via ON4BR. KC4USV McMurdo Station, Antarctica is back on the air. 14.243 on Sundays around 0000 hours GMT is the best time as that is the hams only day off. Also listen up for KC4AAA South Pole and KC four AAC Palmer Station AA two IP Herb will be active on amateur satellites during his thirty day trip around Antarctica. He left the Falkland Islands on november thirtieth, will circumnavigate Antarctica with a possible stop at McMurdo, then on to Hobart, Tasmania on the third of January. He is looking at AA fifty one and HO sixty eight with his handheld. Eighth of December five K three B special station from Columbia. A five-colombian radio amateur team will activate this special call sign in CW, phone and digital modes in bands from 80 metres through to 6 metres. They should hit the air beginning 1400 hours UTC on the 8th of December. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, vk 4 fuq Inningham.
0: I'm Richard VK2SKY and you're listening to WIA National News in New South Wales via VK2WI Sydney on most amateur bands from 160 metres through to 23 centimetres and on the 60 metre band on a frequency of 5.425 kHz upper sideband.
5: Now for a further look into the pages of the December edition of Amateur Radio magazine. The full details of the WIA Annual General Meeting to be held in Darwin in May are published. Need to make travel and accommodation arrangements? Check out the interesting three-day program. The WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, looks back at the wonderful centenary year celebration and activities. There is a report on the annual WIA National President's Luncheon, this time held in Rockhampton, where the local radio club has set up an amateur radio station in a heritage village. Digital DX mode column by Rex Moncur. This month looks at 10 GHz and the series of contacts he made recently from six grid squares in northern Tasmania to Victoria. What is the best band for optical and light beam communications? Paul Edwards, VK7ZAS, provides answers to that question. Robin Harwood, VK7RH, in his regular spotlight on shortwave listening, laments the steady exodus of broadcasters from the HF bands. There are also a few reports from VK3, VK5 and VK6 on the National Field Day. Tune into the world, Amateur Radio Gets People Talking, public relations event. See what those clubs did to promote amateur radio. Contest news and results, grid square table, DX happenings and much more summer reading can be found in Amateur Radio magazine, a WIA membership service with copies also available at selected newsagents. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're
4: tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Central North area, it can be heard on the VK5 RH repeater 146.925. At 9am Sunday, I'm Brett, VK5ZII. Ah, uh, from
1: the Voice of the Kingdom, this is VK1WIA and the Ham Radio News from the Wireless Institute of Australia. It's Worldwide Special Interest Group's The Final Frontier. Over the last couple of weeks, we've mentioned these five new Ham Radio satellites. Well, Marco, IK1ODO was the very first to report receiving signals on 437.305 in AX25 mode. This one from Oscar slash O-R-E-O-S, one of the five. Some 19 minutes after launch, OSCAR slash O-R-E-O-S separated from the rocket, entered low Earth orbit at some 400 miles, then just three hours after launch, ham radio operator Marco Bruno in Torino received the very first signals. Mars hopper could replace Mars rover. Researchers are developing a conceptual motor design for a Mars hopping vehicle which should lead to a greater understanding of the red planet. The hopper can even collect fuel between hops by compressing gas from the Martian atmosphere. Being able to fly quickly between sites, this is going to study hundreds of locations over a lifetime of several years, continually radioing its findings back here to Earth. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, Marshall Islands IOTA D expedition Tim Tillerman, NL8F, signing V73CF, and Yuri N3QQ signing VK, uh, sorry, signing V73QQ are on the Marshall Islands to activate three iotas, including a new uninhabited island. Activity will be between November 30, December 16, and still to come, December 5 to 7 call signs on OC 087, a V73 CF and VKs and V73 QQ. These Vs and VKs they're getting me a little confused today. December 8 to 11, the call sign on this uninhabited atoll, OC 278, a brand new iota is V73 RRC. Activity on 160 to 6 metres. Now, QSL info V73 RRC and V73 QQ you QSL via November 7, Romeo Oscar and QSL V73 CF via K8NA. Hey, on the naval scene of special interest groups, you want to go halvesies with me in a pirate radio venture? Well, UK aircraft carrier HMS Invincible is up for sale by tender. Laid down in 1973 at Vickers Shipbuilding, she was completed in 1980. Now, you may remember this is the ship that at one stage was going to be taken over by the uh, Australian Navy but then the Falklands War intervened. Now she's currently stable for tow but you're going to need one heck of a lot of tugboats. A length of 210 metres, a draft of 5.8 metres, generators and pumps generally unserviceable or not working. Now, I'm not joking, this really is for sale. You want to find out more you can fax them 01869256070. And finally, in worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio in Australia has donated a new maritime radio communication system to Indonesia to help it combat maritime threats and transnational crime. Minister for Home Affairs Brendan O'Connor said the government was committed to working with its neighbours to achieve the highest level of maritime security. Mr O'Connor said the Australian Government had donated $2 million for the Global Maritime Dispress and Safety System, GMDSS, which started work last week. He said the new network consists of four Indonesian Maritime Regional Coordination Centres with the first opening in Bali. That sort of uh, prompts me, I reckon we should buy that uh, aircraft carrier, we could uh, set it up just off Christmas Island as a sort of detention centre. Okay, no detention for you. We're getting away from here nice and early this week. I'm Graham VK4BB. We'll do it all again next week, right here on VK1
0: WIA. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in.
7: VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.